Good morning, and welcome to the Kind of Funny Morning Show midweek. It's Wednesday. It's middle of the week. It's Wednesday, my dear. We're here. We are approximately T minus 32 hours until Thor Ragnarok. What? Now, I promised myself I wouldn't talk about this in the morning show because we've got lots of news, but I'm going to say I'm very excited. And we are doing reacts tomorrow night. We are. Which will be up. I think so. <gasps> I'm so excited. I hope so. Hold on. Let me finish this tweet. I got to start doing these tweets a lot earlier. Yeah. There you go. It's out. Everybody, if you want to see my tweet about this morning show, there you go. Uh, you don't really necessarily need to because we're already talking. You're already here. already with us. And Clearly, I you. you already know. Thank but you for all for the watching. other people that don't know. We're here. We're live. We're ready to rock and roll here at twitch.tv slash games. Today's morning show, of course, is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store. Where you can get all the brand new t-shirts, including the Kind of Funny Games Daily Tee, which Cool Greg is currently wearing right now. Cool Greg, get in here. Show the people what that t-shirt looks like on your bodice. Are you eating pumpkin pie for breakfast? God yeah. damn, I love you. <laughs> You're an innovator, sir. You're an innovator. Uh, you can also yeah. get the party mode shirt, which I love. I love these two shirts. I think I they're know. great. Uh, you've got the baseball tee if you're a baseball fan, of course. Uh, Andy's not here to give us the sports update, but it's my understanding that the Astros completely won last night, right? No. No? No. They lost. They lost. We're going Three to game to seven. Game fucking seven. So the Dodgers finally stepped it up. Is that what I'm hearing? <sighs> Don't say that. Why I'm, do you hate the Dodgers? You're because, from, you used to live in SoCal. Yeah, but I was born in the city and I grew up in San Francisco. But, but My everyone, uncle used look, to be a bat boy for the Giants. I'm pretty sure oh I get kicked God. out of my family if thing, I liked anybody but, other than the Giants. But you have to understand it has to break down like this, okay? Town, part of your state. No. State. That's not how rivalries country. work. Country. Do you understand That's that? That's not how rivalries work at Town. all. Town. Party or state. I fucking so it need goes Andy. San Francisco, You're so bad. NorCal, California, rest of the country, world. Okay. No. If it's us versus the Martians, you go fucking Team America, Team, what are we, Earth. Team, <laughs> team Terra Nova, you know what I'm talking about? America versus okay. Team. So my thing is this. While I appreciate that Andy is from Texas, some part of Texas that no one's ever heard of, no, and he can support the RGD, Astros. We don't play no games. Or he likes he likes Chick Hearn or whatever, and that's the reason why he wants to support it's the not Dodgers. UCLA. I don't know. Um, we're we're Cali, baby. More West Coast, best coast. Okay. Best coast. When I don't like the Dodgers that much either. I was an Angels fan back in the day. I used to live in Anaheim, but he well, walked in away Garden Grove, which is the neighboring town to Anaheim. I'm aware, when yeah. they won, okay. I went to yeah when they beat the Giants. Yeah. It was awesome. No. It was awesome. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. What side are you on now? I'm on the giant side now. I'm, not, right, so I'm on sucks. California side, is what I'm saying. I'm hearing a lot okay. of flip-flopping. Oh, my God. It's crazy how much I'm on it. California side. It boils down to this. Number one, top slot for me. Who do I love? I hate baseball. Yep. Okay? Yep. <laughs> so You're that's the keeper the top of slot. nine things today? I'm the keeper of six things today. Okay, six one, things. Yeah. Whether or not Blade Runner 2049 is a good movie. It mm -hmm. is. And it bombed. We'll never see another one. It's okay. We'll wait 30 more years and they'll try to figure we'll out. We'll reboot it again. Right it's fine. Two, whether or not The Departed is a good movie. And by proxy of that, two and a half, whether or not Alec Baldwin should be in every movie. Which is funny because Alec those Baldwin are actually conflicting, be. right? <laughs> I, th I don't like The Departed, but I do agree that Alec Baldwin should be in every movie. No, huh. not. I actually think Alec Baldwin was one of the worst parts of The Departed, but I think he's also <laughs> one of the best parts of The Departed for comedic relief because he's always sweating and bumping into shit. Okay. Four, we leave room for Jesus. Uh -huh. And Always five, Lil Jesus. Lil Jesus. We got Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Pump, Lil B, and Lil Jesus. They're all hanging out. They're making a fucking mega ride. Whatever happened to Post Malone? In Post that? Malone. Post Malone's like doing his own thing. Okay. Post Malone's over here. Okay. Right. He's down here doing just making fucking hits. Okay. And beating up in the Hollywood Hills, feeling like a rock star. Uh -huh. Okay. Five. What were we playing? Hey, baseball. Whether or not I like baseball. <laughs> I don't like baseball. Then First off. 
Second off, how do you have any authority on this? Because on giving me I'm shit hosting, for my rankings I'm on the show today, this and that's so what I find dumb. entertaining, ma'am. Entertaining. Um, I will say this. I mean, obviously, I love the Giants, right? I've, I've lived mm-hmm. in San Francisco for the last ten years. I've lived here when they've won the last two of their championships. Three? Yeah. They did three. Ten. Ten. Yeah, 10, 12, 14. Right, fantastic. Cool, that's how much I know. Uh, but it was also very electrifying and exciting to, to, to live near Anaheim when the Angels were winning. Basically, I'm a Fairweather fan. If I'm near a team and they're winning, I'll root for them, right? I'm one of those assholes that everyone hates where I'm like, go Giants, fucking love whoever's playing for them now. But I don't feel like you're the fan that like then becomes like decked out in Giants gear and is no, like at the no, games no. like, oh, the Giants are great. I think it's fine to root for the team. No, I'm not, like a goal, I'm not a Golden State Warriors fan. Oh. Oh. See, I'm not yeah, one of you guys, people who have never, never talked about the Golden State Warriors once in your life until five years ago. Yeah. When they started getting good. And then all of a sudden, everyone's wearing Golden State Warriors hats. Yeah. It's like, where were you? You know, my boy Mike P's been on that train for 27 years. Yeah. And finally, he gets his comeuppance, and everyone around him, he has to, he has to witness everyone around him being Fairweather fans. Yep. That's not fair. That's my cousin. You know? And then she, in order to like combat all that, she wears her like old school Warriors jersey before they did the rebrand. And then it's there like, you go. that's how that's you know, how you you're, know you're, a, you're a fucking G. Yeah. That's how you know you're post Malone. You know what I'm talking about? Over here, just doing his own <laughs> thing over here, being his own man. I love that song so much. Oh, wow. Uh, Run-up show today, we've got uh, The Cleanse continues, of course. There are more uh, allegations of sexual harassment in Hollywood. Not a great time to be a sleazeball in Hollywood. I no. just wanted you to know that. Just, Which I'm, I'm happy about. I mean, I'm happy about that as well. I'm glad. Uh, but uh, we are, we are coining the phrase The Cleanse. The Cleanse. We started it yesterday. The Cleanse continues today as well. Uh, we have some new Infinity War details. That'll be a lot lighter. And the 1989 Batman what? It's amazing it's back. how it's back. like how often we're able to talk about 1989 Batman. It's weird because you would think working alongside me we'd never talk about it. Never. Never. It's weird that I can somehow find a way to work that into almost every conversation it's and a defend gift. that as being the best Batman movie ever made. Which Greg Miller himself, the Batman aficionado, Mr. Mr. Super Batman <laughs> would agree is Mr. the best Batman. Is he really the Batman aficionado of the uh, office? He's something. Someone call him the aficionado, others would call him a psychopath. Nice Both have valid arguments. Mm-hmm. Joey, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I like for when, you ho- me. when you co-host the show with me. It's super it's fun. It's fun. We're gonna have some intellectual conversations about uh, nerd shit today. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Before we do that, let's get into uh, quick housekeeping things. Of course, extra life is this weekend. It's going this to be weekend. great. Uh, if you want to go support ahead of time, go to kind of funny. Excuse me. Uh, go to teespring.com slash teamkindoffunny and you can buy uh, the Kind of Funny Extra Life shirt for 2017 or the hoodie, which Kevin wore yesterday and looks really, really cool. I, oh, I like that too. Yeah, I like that a lot. There's lots of cool shirts. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to give myself a tank right there. I'm wearing yeah. that tank right there. Boom! Wearing that tank. nailed it. Tank, because you know it's freezing now, so yeah, it's the right it time makes for a tank. Sense. Uh, of course, we will be streaming all day Saturday from 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. That is a 24-hour stream. Why, you ask? It's actually for the 25. kids. For the kids. Doing it for those big, beautiful kids. Those big, beautiful kids. Did I get those times right? 10 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's 25 hours. Cause oh, right, because no, we spring it. No, right? we have we get an extra hour. Oh, we get it's an 23 extra hour? 23 hours. No, we sp- spring forward, fall back. Fall back. Spring forward. So it's only 23 hours. We cheated them. We cheated the kids, Kev. <laughs> we won! <laughs> we won. Anyway, uh, join us on Saturday when you can. Obviously, you don't have to stick around for the whole time unless you're Zyger. Um, which I'm sure he'll be in the chat the entire time. Zyger, uh, no. Last year he fell asleep. Did he? Yeah, Sissy. 
Did he? I don't think he no, did. No, I, I just like talking shit. I'm sorry. Oh, we okay. do. He, we like talking shit because he can't talk shit back to us. We don't have a chat or anything like that that you no. can be a part of right now. Um, so we don't, No, we don't read any of that. Go figure, Zyger. But yes, join us. We're going to have lots of fun. We're going to be playing games with people, I assume. I might watch the UFC fight at some point, not on that stream, but as a parallel stream, potentially on my Instagram and or Twitter. On the premiere... On the Instagram premiere. that might be video Nick and blog. Night. Did you watch my story last night? I did not. That's okay. It was like 15 episodes. What did you do last I night? I went to jujitsu last night. So oh yeah, because you there was a big debate yesterday of what you were going to do with what your life. I was going to do, right? And so here's what happened. I I I'm a member of this Facebook group that that charts and like it's a community for all the aspiring comedians around. It's basically okay. it's called the Bay Area Comics Network, Bacon for short. <laughs> Which, first of all, that's awesome. Shout out to that acronym because I love bacon. You guys know how much I love bacon. I'm not even going to get into that, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and talk bacon to you like I'm going to talk the 1989 Batman oh, to you. It's the fourth news story. Okay. Um, but I will say, uh, I just don't, I don't pay attention, close enough attention to Facebook. Yeah. So when people post things there, if for whatever reason, it doesn't resonate to me. So the, okay. the person who hosted the mic that I was supposed to go to last night clearly wrote a post that said, hey, I'm canceling this mm-hmm. with a picture of like, a picture and everything. Like it was, it was all there. Hey, I'm canceling this because there was a big showcase at Punchline last night ah, for all the all that. the local comedians to go in costume and go perform, which I didn't realize that it was too late. And I was like, okay, so I'm gonna go to jiu-jitsu and then I'm gonna go to Mike afterward because I've been having trouble getting all of my uh, like extracurricular activities in yeah. line, you know, because they're all happening at the same time and you have to show up early to all of them. So um, I went and I waited and then it occurred to me, maybe I should check that Facebook page one mm. more time. And I did and I saw that again. I was like, oh, you're an idiot. Damn it. You're an idiot. Yeah. Um, the good news is I didn't waste that much time. I had a Red Bull, and I sat next to someone who smelled a little beefy. Hmm. So I was going to tell him, too, but then I was like, no. Other people should enjoy this man's beefy smell. He smelled like a rancid enchirito from Taco Bell. Oh, that's a very specific that's, smell. That's mm-hmm. bad. I don't know how I feel about that. Then I got in my car, and then I realized, what, is it him? Or did I just finish a two-and-a-half-hour-long jiu-jitsu class, and maybe I'm the beefy one? But I don't we'll think never so. know. We'll never know. The world no one will, will ever never know. know. My shirt from last night might know. But other than that, we don't. Eh, No one will know. Uh, Just a quick reminder, we will be reading tips later if you want to give us a tip based on anything I've said so far or our uh, upcoming news stories or you just want to say hello to us, we'll we'll, we'll read uh, tips at the $5 or above level or 500 bits. Am I saying that correct? Yeah. Bits. 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 So you can also earn bits or buy bits or they're like Microsoft points, I think. I don't know. How do the bits work? You can buy them or you can earn them by watching ads. By watching ads. So watch all the ads possible. Um, I assume if you're a subscriber, you get ad-free though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you can like voluntarily watch ads. Okay. That's weird. I'm not going to encourage people to do that though. Yeah. If you're you're already giving us $5, you do not have to watch ads. You know who could watch ads? Cool, Greg. Could uh, just be sitting watching no. an ad right now, but instead Fucking he's eating pumpkin pie off his tummy. No, Nick Scarpino could watch ads because you're not a subscriber to our channel, Listen, Nicholas. Joey, when we talked yesterday <laughs> and we agreed that you'd host this show, I said, yeah. I won't bring up the fact that you're a raging alcoholic if you don't bring up the fact that I'm lazy and have yet to subscribe <laughs> to my own channel. We never had this conversation and I knew that you were going to bring it up impl- anyways. It was the implied uh, subtext of the Slack thread that we had last night. <laughs> Do you understand me? Nick, yeah. I also read that from the implications. Exactly. See, Kevin Kevin Kevin's, did. Kevin's the worst. Kevin, oh my God, there was a moment last night when it was you and me and Greg trying to figure out this morning. Yeah. And someone said something. And then there was always this shocking moment Would where I realized Kevin's also on the thread. Oh, you know? Yeah. Where Kevin replies and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> this is, He's also we reading this. We're all going to get brought down to Ken, big old Kev Dog's level. Yeah. 
it was not it, well the funny part is like I'm reading all this as I'm like at a bar drinking I'm like this is not this is not yeah, faring well for me did you go to the, the foundry last night yeah How so was it? it was really fun so Grimecraft was DJing Alana was DJing um the founder is just really fun, and like CJ a, who runs a, yeah. it is super awesome. He was there and dressed up. We um, met some kind of funny best friends. That's great. Mitch came around and talked with us for a while. Mitch Dyer? Cool. No. Oh. Uh, one of uh, the best friends that was that was in San Francisco. Better Mitch. Better Mitch. We'll call him Better Mitch. Yeah, I've never met Mitch Dyer. So Mitch Dyer is Canadian Mitch. Canadian Mitch, got it. Better Mitch will be whoever the what's up? Nothing. That's nothing to do with you. Okay. okay. This is off. Also, I don't know how it works. <laughs> do we just do this? Do we just do I swipe? I got it. I got do it. I swipe? We got it. What if I threw um, it like a discus? It would you could do that. Break. Okay. So yeah, I would make you buy another. Who else one? came? It was me and Andy How and Danny and Robin. I don't. Not that many. Drinks. Okay, so you don't keep track. Is what you're telling me, right? No, I also won a bet with Marty, so he bought me drinks. So. Oh, I see. Um, Marty also a raging alcoholic. Yeah. And just throw that out against the wall and see what sticks. Are we allowed to joke about that? No, we're not. We're I mean, not. think pretty That's sure it's in his Twitter bio that he's like a functioning alcoholic. That's libel. Yeah. Um, Barrett and Alyssa were there. It was like a good crew of people. That sounds fun. I probably should have done that. A lot of the Ubisoft of go, crew was bar. there. Yeah. Like a lame dick. Just not even. We took some pictures. On. There was a photo booth. Played some Mario Kart. Some Mario Kart? That's Don't, fun. Why Are you, you playing like Mario that? Odyssey? I just downloaded it last night and then I fell asleep. Don't before let it get him be okay. You can't say it that way. That's not how you say it. My family's from New Jersey, sir. Are on you my dad's from side. New Jersey? No. But my grandmother had a brother named Mario. And it was Mario. He was actually cousin, excuse me. A co- we always had a cousin Mario. There was always cousin Mario. Yeah. Now, I never met cousin Mario, but that's how you say the name. Mario is like some weird Americanized, co-opted version of the name. But that's the name and of I'm the fighting, character. I'm fighting for my cultural beliefs. My cultural heritage. But, <sighs> this is the worst. I am the worst. I'm just goading you. I don't care how you I know. You, you and Kevin, well, more so Kevin, will just like goad me into an argument and then I'll just hear a little voice from Andy over the computer so like, Joey, just don't, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, always the voice of reason. He's our Pomeranian, we love him. I think he just hates the fact that he's like in, within, he's in, he's in he's the He's stuck in the middle of all of it. Yeah. We put his desk right in the middle of you and and Kevin. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so he gets either. every, he gets every. I hope yeah. he's sick every day. He's not sick, I he's think he's just working from, from home. home. I think sick. that's why he works from home because he gets less day. done when we argue about stuff, which is quite possible. Um, that's fair. I, I have this. When I used to write the animated show, which, by the way, the last episode coming up in November. It's really good. It's a fun one. Um, I used to have to stay home or go to a cafe because trying to get anything done in this office is just, it's impossible. And you, like, writing stuff that I have to do always happens after everybody Yeah, leaves. it has to. It has to happen. Nick, it's a lot easier to just keep your hands to yourself. Kevin, I it brings up a good point. I keep my hands to myself. No, I don't do. Give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. It's just Is that a song? sometimes Kevin comes in and he flaunts it. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Next story. <laughs> Next story. How relevant, relevant. is this? <laughs> let's pop. Let's go into the news real quick. Uh, Brett Ratner is the the latest. Um, to be accused of sexual harassment in Hollywood. Uh, this story is actually a follow-up story to that um, that says, after Brett Ratner harassment claims, Warner Brothers is, quote, reviewing the situation. Uh, Ratner has a first-look deal at the studio and also is a partner in Rat Pack Dune Entertainment, slate, 
slate financing vehicle that covers a broad swath of Warner Brothers films, including the recent tentpole Wonder Woman. Uh, the story reads, in light of the allegations that Brett Ratner sexually harassed and forced himself on at least six women, Warner Brothers is scrambling oh. to deal with the fallout. Quote, we are aware of the allegations in the LA Times and are reviewing the situation, said a Warner Brothers spokesperson. Ratner has a first look deal at the studio and also is a partner in the Rat Pack Dune Entertainment slate financing fa- uh, facility that covers a broad swath of Warner Brothers films, including the recent tentpole Wonder Woman. Uh, according to the Los Angeles Times story that broke this morning, the director slash producer has been accused of sexual assault or harassment by six women, including actress Olivia Munn and Natasha Henstridge, who uh, detailed their experiences with Ratner uh, to the newspaper. Henstridge claims that Ratner forced her to perform oral sex on him in the New York apartment Jesus. in the 1990s. The actress, then 19, uh, the actress, then a 19-year-old model, was hanging out with the music, the then music director, a uh, video director, watching TV. Hendrix fell asleep, and she told the New York Times or LA Times that when she woke, others had left, and she was alone with Ratner. He blocked the exit and began touching himself. She tells the Times, uh, and then forced her perform her to perform oral sex on him. Uh, by the way, I encourage you guys to go read this LA Times story. Uh, Olivia Munn's side of it actually leaked a while back, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, she, Someone in the chat ever, was saying 2011. Yeah, she uh, wrote a, uh, a bunch of essays. Olivia Munn, uh, this actually is from the LA Times. Um, she wrote, I think, an, a, a bunch of essays about her experiences and called out a director who was a big sleazeball to her. It came out that she was talking about Rhett Radner. He had some choice things to say about her. They of went course. back and forth. Um, and I think the story basically died on the vine at that point. People were mm-hmm. like, well, he's a shitbag, but whatever. It wasn't too terrible. Um, I'll read her recount, uh, her, her portion of the tale right now. Olivia said that while visiting the set of the 2004 Ratner directed After the Sunset, when she was still an aspiring actress, he masturbated in front of her in his trailer and when she went to deliver a meal, when she went to deliver a meal. Munn wrote about the incident in her 2010 collection of essays without naming Ratner on a television show a year later. Ratner identified himself as the director and claimed that he had, quote, banged her, something he later said was not true. The same year the book was published, Munn ran into Ratner at a party thrown by creative artist agency, and he boasted of ejaculating on magazine covers featuring her image, she told Jesus. the Times. <sighs> Oh, not good. He's it, yeah. It goes on to detail other uh, other accounts of him, but uh, yeah, not looking good for old Brett Ratner. <laughs> no, but I kind of like that. Every all these shitty people are getting outed of can't get the, away with shit like this anymore. The cleanse continues. Yes, uh, and not only does it continue for Brett Ratner, but it continues in another heartbreaking way Ugh. for Dustin Hoffman. Which yeah. So this is uh, this is a story that is just I, I, again I encourage you guys over to read this is over the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, this story is written by guest columnist says Dustin Hoffman sexually harassed me when I was seventeen. This is the account of uh, I think her name is Anagram Hunter uh, who accounts who who talks about her time spent as a PA when she was seventeen on Death of a Salesman, the movie Dustin Hoffman was filming along with John Malkovich um, and a few other notable actors and. Um, uh, Miller as well, the guy who uh, wrote it. Yeah. Arthur Miller, excuse me, was also there as well. Um, and this is uh, this is yet another example of like the the just the culture. Yeah. And not not only the culture of Hollywood, but I think the culture of business through the through seventies, eighties, nineties, and and two yeah. thousands to now. Um, again, I think I encourage everyone to read this. It's this is actually very fascinating because the picture she paints is one of being very conflicted. She talks about how she actually still to this day likes Dustin Hoffman a lot and found him charming, but that he just acted inappropriately. And 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 didn't know where that line necessarily was, right? Mm-hmm. She because she goes on to say he was a pig, but I but I loved him, and that was 
I think this is generally the hardest thing for especially younger people to understand is that, you know, you always want everything to be very black and white. And it's in not. certain situations, it's just not black and white. Yeah. Um, of course, this picture notwithstanding, that is black and white. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, but... Um, but you know what I mean? like the, So I encourage everyone uh, to go out and to read this because I think it's a very unique and interesting perspective. There are times when you can be around people that you like but that can still do bad things or treat you poorly and you have to be able to navigate those waters. Yeah. Um, especially as a young adult, especially as a young person, whether you're male or female because you're going to be constantly put in situations where there are people around you that have more power over you and you need to really understand the dynamics of those situations. <clears throat> yeah. um, so I think an article like this goes a very long way to give shed some perspective and some light on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage everyone to go out there and read this and read it with an open mind. Because I think a lot of times, too, myself, I get defensive because I'm like, oh, this is, you know, yeah. I'm a guy and I, don't, I would never want someone to accuse me falsely of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but get beyond that, read it for what it is, and internalize it. That's what I would, that's what I would yeah. encourage everyone to do. And I think it's hard to, at least, like when reading these stories of like, I don't know, it's hard for me to now be able to watch Dustin Hoffman stuff. I think it's a little bit easier when it's like executives and stuff that you don't necessarily tie right. strongly. It's difficult to their when it's Kevin products. Spacey or Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, right? and you're like, like Brett Ratner. Mm-hmm. I don't. Get, I don't really care if Brett Ratner. Yeah. Like I don't view him as necessarily a public person. I've liked his movies, by the way. It's notable. Like I, I love Rush Hour. I love that series. Yeah. Um, he's been uh, he's been a producer on a lot of huge films. I believe. But he, it's when he's not like a face of like, right. the if, movie, if, it's like a yeah, little bit harder. It's, it's a little bit easier to be like. It's to disassociate yourself, even yeah. though he probably had more to do with a lot of the movies that we love than the actors themselves. Exactly. So it, it's, it especially sucks that he has his hands, I'll rephrase that, that he had a hand in making yeah. um, Wonder Woman, I which know. obviously is the complete antithesis of what these stories are, are exactly. portraying. Um, so it'll be very interesting. It'll be very interesting because I feel like now is the time where a lot of people are feeling very comfortable at least to come out with these stories. And yeah. I, I really hope there's a real change being affected. Well, yeah. Like, my wish is that people in general would be better to each other and maybe not being shitty. If the only way to get there right now is, like, through fear of being outed as, like, a sexual harasser, that's not, like, the... I'd much rather people just be good people. But if it's, like, if that's the way to get it to stop of, like, you don't want to be outed... And for your actions, and like, I don't know, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I think it's, it is a first step. Yeah. It's not, it's not a great first step. It's not the way you want to necessarily inspire people to change. But I think that it shows a lot of younger people that, hey, you need to be good to each other. Yeah. Growing up, there is a way to be successful, to make art, and to still respect people around you. Exactly. Um, and I honestly think... I, I'm a firm believer that if we can, if you can cultivate that culture for mm-hmm. any of your productions, the production will be better. Mm, it will yeah. be better because mistreating a PA is still a member of your team, yeah. and that person, that person's job is still relevant, and that person's job is still adds to the overall value of the production. Yeah. And so, if they're not feeling comfortable being around you, if you're making someone uncomfortable in that way. They're not going to do their job right, and the production will suffer. Mm-hmm. So taking out the morality of it and the ethics of it, from a sheer business standpoint, you just can't run, you can't create that environment for people. Yeah. Or else your business will suffer. So it's just, it's a lesson learned on a lot of fronts for me. Um, Interesting. Not I necessarily that. that I didn't learn that lesson, but it's a lesson, it's a nice reminder that, yeah. hey, if you're, if you're cultivating a, 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 you know, a culture of assholes, you're, Everything's going to suffer yeah. in that regard, right? It's not going to be a fun team dynamic to work on. Yeah. People aren't. People are always going to have that in the background of like when they're working on their job of like, oh, I don't want to do it this way because I don't want to interact with that person. And like, 
I've all seen, sorts of by the way, like I've seen that. a couple comments, and this is this is something that I think needs to be addressed as well. That people are talking about. Well, a lot of these women are coming out now after they've had successful careers, and they've they've exchanged that physicality for for success. And that argument is flawed in that yes, some people have had to endure these things to move forward. But a lot of these people coming out now are doing that. Like a lot of the a lot of the careers that are being built now by younger women are built on the shoulders of these women that suffered these abuses, right? Yeah. And so you can't you can look at them and say, okay, well, you stayed silent because you wanted to get ahead in Hollywood and hand shame on you. That's not what's happening. What's happening is they've endured these hardships that others don't necessarily have to. Yeah, it's and them paving the way for the exactly. next wave of people. And so, and so, you know, when you start really, like, go through and read this Dustin Hoffman uh, article, and you'll see what people need to necessarily go through. When forced with either, like, back in the 70s, 80s, early 2000s, <coughs> all the way up to that, your choices as, as a person who doesn't have power are either put up with it or you don't get to work, right? And if you can't work, you can't affect change from the inside. And if you can't affect change from the inside, you can't affect change, period, right? There are, no one's going to listen to someone just ranting and raving on the internet about how horrible Hollywood is if they've never actually been in Hollywood. Yeah. They don't have the understanding. Like, they don't have that perspective. They don't have that expertise that they bring to the table. And so it takes a lot of balls, a lot of balls to come out and write articles like this and yeah. a lot of balls to speak out against people like Brett Ratner who have a ton of power. This guy had a half a billion dollar deal with Warner Brothers to finance movies, right? This is going to hurt everyone's career involved in it, period, flat out. But, you know, they have to do it. There you go. Yeah. Glad it's being done now. Agreed. Uh, Blade Runner, Blade Seven Runner says, "I'm done." If Spielberg goes, I know. Down. I just read that too. You know, I mean, but that's the thing. There is a culture. There's a culture around this, built around this, and we need to understand that, and it needs to change. That's just straight up. Like I used to work in LA. I never faced, obviously. Like I only worked as a PA in probably what was the most liberal office on the planet, which was I used to work for Jodie Foster's production company. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, and it was her and all of her uh, uh, coworkers <coughs> and, and business partners. Yeah. But I mean, it's Jodie Foster. Like, at no point was I facing any level of abuse because she was super cool and she cultivated an environment of people who yeah. were, like, very progressive and very much empowering people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'd hear stories and I'd hear, I, I was, when I was a PA on sets, you'd get, you'd get abused, of course, because you're a PA or you're the person who has to clean up the trash and do everything. Uh, but I never had anyone hold, uh, in a position of power, hold my job over me for sexual favors. You, you mean yeah. abused, not like in a sexual way. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean I was abused, but there's there's a, I mean abused is a that yeah, that's the wrong term. Like, people just expected me to work more than they probably should have, which mm-hmm. happens, and that's another big problem in Hollywood as well. Yeah. That's a separate issue, right? You have stories like the um, the the people who are getting car accidents on the way home from from eighteen hour shoots because they don't have top, proper transportation and there's there's too much being asked of them. Yeah, that's a whole separate issue. Yeah, right. Still a still an issue that needs to be addressed, by the way, because I I also believe you can't run your crew. 18-hour days for two months straight and expect anything good to come out of that other yeah. than everyone hates each other and someone might get hurt. Um, but so there's there's a culture in Hollywood that desperately needs to change. And I honestly think that that's one where if you can't affect it, I think it's one of those less is more kinds of things, right? Where when it comes to working too hard, if you can, like Clint Eastwood's a perfect example. He runs his productions, it's, an, it's like a 10-hour day. He runs it like it's a job. People go home afterward. And he yeah. scales the production accordingly. And I think that's a better way to do it. And obviously, he's had films like Million Dollar Baby. Or is that, that, was that, was that what film was called? The Hillary Swank movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah got Grand nominated for Academy Torino. Awards. Grant Torino. Grand all these films. Still good movies. But he found a way to, to, to cultivate that environment where people felt like they were checking in at 8 o'clock. Done at 6. Yeah. Go home. You can have a life. And they come back reinvigorated. And they can bring that energy to the production. 
Yeah. Versus, I don't know if you've ever done, I've done, I think the longest I've ever done was, I think, three, I did a commercial shoot one time that was like three 18-hour days, and by oh. the fourth day, I was a fucking zombie. I was a zombie. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, how does anyone get anything done? And like quality of like, the quality must like deteriorate pretty quickly if that's the kind of schedule that you're running of like work done on the first day compared to the last day. Yeah. Of like if your crew is like a walking zombie. Yeah, yeah it's, how is it's it? impossible. Yeah. And sometimes you have to push. But every single time, like when I'm done. But when that's like, when that becomes the standard, I think is when, when it becomes the issue. standard. But it's also one of those things where like you have to look at yourself as the person in charge of the production, mm -hmm. and say, "What did I do wrong?" Cool here? Greg, can I get some more coffee? Woo! Yeah, cool Greg, you. why don't you uh, why don't you load up a piece of pumpkin pie for us? Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that right now. Um, yeah, but I mean that's that's the hard thing, right? And like, of course, it's it's easier said than done. When you've yeah. got a, like, if you're doing commercial shoots or you're doing corporate shoots, you have a client that calls you the day before and says, "I need this." Yeah. Right. When or it's like a two you're or three on you're job. on set and everything's great and you're like everything's going well and the client comes to you and says hey you remember that the actor that you've been using we can't use that person we have to do, we have to shoot all that stuff again so you have to go into overtime yeah. right and your crew gets compensated of course but then you know I've been in situations where I've been on like I, it's cold I'm on a rooftop and my makeup artist is like I have to be back here in, in eight hours yeah and the, although this is not a union shoot. Where there is an ethics issue here, where I need to drive home for an hour, sleep for a while, and come back here, and so you're, it's, it becomes, it becomes danger, it becomes a, a an issue of people's yeah. personal safety at that point. But then, but so you're very conflicted. So those, at those times, I've said, okay, we have to push, and unfortunately, I have to ask more of you than I'm comfortable asking, and you have yeah. to be cool with that. Um, but then afterward, you have to do a real hard look at your like uh, post mortem on the whole production and go, where did this go wrong? How could this not? Yeah, well, how can I fix this for right. the future? Now, granted, I my way of fixing it was saying, I'm not going to do those anymore. I'm going to start an internet company <laughs> where all we do is screw around. And, of course, if we want to go 24 hours, we go 24 hours. It's up to people, but it's all yeah. shenanigans. Um, you know, so take that for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Take that for what it's worth. A lot of people in the comments saying, Nick, but you abused Kevin. That is a different story. Mm -hmm. That is a different story, right? Kevin loves it. He loves the abuse. It makes him stronger. Not really abused. Where he also. Is also it's crazy. not. We I want it is worth clarifying here that we have had I've had conversations with people where we, we run jokes. Yeah. We all talk off camera. Oh, hundred percent. And go, are we cool with everything that's happening? You know, yeah. is it cool with the, with the jokes or with with you know the quote unquote um, you know massive abuse of Kevin uh, by all people and Kevin is like whatever. Yeah. He's fine with it. As I'm putting words in his mouth, he's not talking. I like how he's sitting. Oh, no, he's I, I silent that. right no. now. <laughs> I have said that. I am fine with the jokes. <laughs> there were jokes that were happening and didn't fly, and you noticed all those aren't around Kevin, anymore. All of a sudden, Kevin starts crying like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's true. And you know, that's 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 the thing. I that's the thing I ask myself here, where I'm like, "We are we are, for lack of a better term." Comedians, right? Yeah. We come here, we bring jokes, we try to bring levity to the situations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we say crazy things or inappropriate things. The intent is never to offend. The intent is always to entertain, right? Yeah. The intent is always to provide a little bit of perspective, a little information, and a lot of entertainment for the people that are watching us. Yeah. But I do I do wonder, I'm like, are we crossing lines? And when we do cross lines, do people, am I creating an environment where people feel they can come to me as the person who is... Who was an owner of this company and say, "Hey, this can we back off these things?" My hope is that I am. Yeah. But if I'm not, you know, that that's something that needs to be. Yeah, I at. feel like I've never felt the need to come to you about like, oh, this joke, and even like going right. back to like the Joey's an alcoholic joke. I was yeah. like, you can joke about it. It's like I don't find it offensive. So it kind of goes both ways of like. Got it. 
And we're like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we have a very open dialogue in this. Office I mean, there about- have been times when I've been offended, like by by shit that Greg said or by yeah. shit that that has been said about me. But you know, that's one of the. I mean, I've li- I've I can remember conversations. Where I'm like, hey, can we back off this thing, mm-hmm. and we back off. That's the way it goes. Yeah. But that's also you know that that's the hard thing about what we do is it's ever that line of specifically for me is sometimes I get a little bit overly sensitive with things. Maybe I'm tired, maybe I haven't eaten right, maybe yeah. I'm not. So that line always is like, you have to ask yourself where that line area. is versus where the line is of other people, and yeah. that has to line up, and if it's not, you have to find a way to rectify that. Yeah. I think that's that's the best, most uh, positive environment. We've talked a lot about this. Let's go into slightly <laughs> lighter news so before the audience is like, Jesus Christ, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you get off your pulpit right now? Uh, Avengers Infinity War is a heist movie about stealing Infinity Stones. This comes from io9. Um, let me find this article on my thing. Uh, the time has come for Thanos, the biggest bad uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, to fully enter the scene in Avengers Infinity War. Josh Brolin's villain will be after the Infinity Stones, and if he wants them, he's going to have to steal them. This information comes directly from the Russo brothers, who were directing the film courtesy of an interview at, on CNET. When asked about the Russo's penchant for playing with genre, hmm. Anthony, one of the Russo brothers, said uh, about this up-and-coming third Avengers movie, quote, with Infinity Wars, the biggest new element in the movie is Thanos, and the fact that he is entering the story is a very bold in a very bold, strong way, to the degree that he's almost one of the leads. We've shaped an interesting narrative around him that, in some ways, uh, leans heavily on a heist film. In fact, that is going uh, in the fact that he's going after the Infinity Stones in a much bolder, successful way than he has in the past. Which remember, in the past, he said other people do his bidding, yeah. and now he's like, "Screw it, I'll do it myself. I'm Thanos. I sit on a throne in space." No I one can't can send it. I can't trust any uh, anybody else to do this. Yeah, job. clearly like, when you when you when you try to get Lee Pace to do things, he just puts it in his stupid little hammer and then lets the Guardians of the Galaxy steal an Infinity Stone from him. <laughs> what a loser! Uh, this quote goes on to say the entire movie has that energy of a bad guy being one step ahead of the heroes. We looked at a lot of movies that had the heist style energy to them and brought the uh, brought some inspiration. I think this is great. I'm Whatever. super excited. I love heist movies. I love heist movies. I love like, heist movies also. So, heist movies plus the idea of like all of these people being involved, I think. Pretty will cool. Be. Pretty cool. I know. I definitely don't have the worries about this that I have with some of the other franchises that are coming up. Right? I look at this and I think I think they've built up to it. I think it's going to be really cool. I think yeah. the Russos are the, definitely the people to do this. They've uh, told some of the most outstanding stories in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Totally. Um. I look at this and I'm like, this is going to be fun. It's going to be real. Unlike I like Last the Jedi where I'm very trepidatious. I'm like, mm. I hope it's good. But I, Yeah, I feel like I like the direction that all of the Marvel movies are going of like, I've really enjoyed all of the Guardians movies. I think Thor Ragnarok looks like it's going to be awesome. And like, if this is the next step of like, all these characters doing a heist movie, like, I'm sold. We're in. We're in. Good job, Russos. It's you like crossing all of these superheroes with Fast and Furious which is essentially, because those are like heist movies look, now. Look, here's the deal. If you use Fast and Furious as your framework upon which you build your movie, I'm all in. You mm-hmm. know, to put it in a car analogy, you know, mm-hmm. you got to have a nice new cool chassis, a good frame, a good sport frame that mm-hmm. can endure the, the, the sheer amount of horsepower you're about to pack in under that hood, right? Yeah. Good frame allows you to corner more, right? Allows you to go faster. Yeah. Whipping That's what the Fast and Furious Scripts are. All I need, all, basically, all I'm saying is this. Russo Brothers, if you're watching, of course you are. Why wouldn't you? This is the most popular morning show ever yeah. built on Twitch. Um, just watch Fast and Furious 5 and then just remake that movie over and In fact, just use The Rock. Just bring The Rock in as Thanos next time and, and just do, do what you're going to do. Oh, that'd be awesome. 
Wouldn't it be good? The dream. I love The Rock. Did you see that story about Zachary Levi being Shazam? Yeah. And everyone's like, why don't you just make The Rock Shazam? <laughs> the Rock like, I know he's Shazam. Bla- I know he's black at it, but the man is a living Shazam. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's a, he's, he's, a, so he's, got a, he's, a, he's like a childlike, beautiful person with childlike wonderment who is also a hulking beast of a human being. Yeah. And he's got a beard now, and that makes him cool. I miss that. Well, go to his Instagram. He's got that, he's got Instagram. a very, like, gray beard. He's looking very, like, old and distinguished. The but Rock. he's got triceps that are bigger than Cool Greg. Oh, Not your I do dig the just beard. you. They're actually bigger than you. I like that. I like it a lot, too. The Rock is just a beautiful a beautiful human being. Yeah. And he see, like, he's one of those people where I'm like, I think you're legitimately a good dude. I would, yeah. I, you know, he's one of those guys that at least, he's done a lot of good. Yeah. I, I mean, for, on a personal note, you know, following him on Instagram and seeing him actually just share personal anecdotes and stories and, and, and just inspirational thoughts on life. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's a really powerful, beautiful thing to do with yeah. his Your 10 platform. million followers yeah. on, on Instagram, right? Where you, I follow him. It's hilarious because I follow him and I follow a guy named Dan Bilzerian. Oh, and they those are, are like, like polar opposites, yeah. right? Dan Bilzerian is like... Uh, the forever playboy. He's the forever playboy. He's that guy that has that make-believe world that he's created that everyone yeah. just gets that fantasy fulfillment from, myself included. Like, I look at him like, oh, that'd be interesting to live in that life. What's he famous for? Like, what did he do? His, well, he's a gambler. Oh. He's a professional gambler. Apparently, he's made millions of dollars gambling. Um, I heard him on a podcast one time. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he used to be, he was almost a Navy SEAL for a while. Um, and I guess he just started gambling and got really good at it, made a ton of money, and then just decided to start posting pictures of himself living this outlandish lifestyle that he leads and he'll admit that part, most like part of it is obviously for the the fun of, and the entertainment of yeah. providing those images for people and having them live by people always are interested to know of like how the other half lives quote unquote well yeah and so I think he's I think he's leaning into that I think yeah. he's playing into that a little bit like he's all, like spoilers a lot of the women that he's around are he didn't just randomly be like hey let's go hang out I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's a deal there in place where they get to hang out with them for fun and and you know, be a little bit, and, and take some of those risque pictures, and yeah. and make him look like he's the biggest playboy on the planet. Um, but then every once in a while, you get a slow mo shot of him firing a fucking squad automatic weapon in the desert in just American under, like you know, American flag underwear, and you're like, all right, you got me, Danville's area, <laughs> you got me back. But we he's the it. polar opposite of the Rock to me. Oh is yeah, that the Rock actually could live that life if he wanted to, but chooses to live a life of discipline and 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 and, and making cool movies and, yeah. and and touching people's lives in a non sexually creepy way like bulls exactly <laughs> it seems to well it's interesting too of like we've talked previously about like Polly Shore and like all these actors that like never made it out of like their right. thing and yeah. so it's interesting to see The Rock like a, fairly frequently I forget that he started out in wrestling oh yeah and I'm like oh yeah he's been able to adapt and evolve to like the way that the industries have changed he has and I think he's done that in the in the it's it's one of the the things that's that's fascinating because obviously I spend a lot of my nights around aspiring comedians and people who are trying to, to build steam in their in their career, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that I take away from The Rock is that The Rock is multifaceted, right? Yeah. If The Rock never made another movie, he would still be culturally relevant because he's got this amazing following on social media. Yeah. He is this person that a lot of people look up to, and so he's his his sort of um, cultural relevance is not one of just a movie star. It's one of a movie star and a person who you know is is the epitome of physical fitness, but also is the epitome of being a good guy and shows all that. Like yeah. if I never watched another rock movie, I would still 
Love this man just from watching, just from being on him. his Instagram and seeing him work out. And he, I mean, he pushes me to work out. Yeah. I see him doing fucking tricep workouts, and I'm like, I gotta hit it harder. I gotta yeah. hit it harder. And he's up at like 4 a.m. every yeah, day. And like, not, I mean, I'm not doing that ever. No, no, I'm I'm up at like 8:30 every day. <laughs> if that, sometimes I snooze a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. Last news story. Let's go into it. Just when you thought I couldn't make the 1989 Batman relevant again, Danny Elfman comes. To my rescue, Danny Elfman confirms that he will bring back his classic uh, Batman theme for Justice League. Now, there was a story a while back where he was talking about, obviously, he stepped in for Junkie XL uh, and Hans Zimmer, who stepped in for Hans Zimmer with uh, with this franchise. Uh, he talked about how he was going to play around a little bit with the Superman theme, if you remember that story. Okay, I don't, but... He did. Continue. It was a while back. Now he goes into talks uh, when asked about the Batman theme. Uh... The internet, well, I'll just read the story, actually, before I, before, because I'm not smart enough to have highlighted the, the paragraph that I wanted to read. The internet all but exploded when news broke that Danny Elfman would be replacing Junkie XL as the composer uh, for the Justice League, which is understandable as Danny Elfman created one of the most iconic superhero themes of all time. Uh, aside from John Williams' Superman score, no other pieces of comic book music is as memorable as that of Tim Burton's Batman. Elfman created a piece of music that has been synonymous with the Cape Crusader ever since, and it looks like that iconic theme may be making a return. Hallelujah, there is a God. Big ups to little, little Jesus. In an interview, in an interview with Reporte Indigo, uh, Elfman was asked if he would be using his classic Batman score for Justice League, to which the composer replied, quote, you will hear Batman's theme for Batman. Batman had only one theme. And hmm. it's true. He did have a theme in The Dark Knight that went slant, 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 right? Come on. Come on. Come on, son. I think it's a fun way to like tie it in for people that have been fans, this is my fans of the franchise over a long period of time. Of like, it doesn't have to be the exact like note for note, but to like tie it into some new pieces, I think is cool. Well, this is my question for you. Okay. And we'll go. This is this is the deep dive topic for today. Oh. Right. Um, what should they be going back and playing on people's nostalgia with this by using elements from older films? to bring into these. Because by all intents and purposes, the 1989 Batman and the Justice League movie have zero to do with each other. Yeah. Different Batman, different universe, different storyline. Yeah. They're not together. So is it weird to bring those elements in? Or is it like a, why the fuck wouldn't you? Yes, we should absolutely use that theme. It's awesome. I think, well, I don't think, I like, I get what you're saying with like keeping them separate, mm -hmm. but I don't think anyone's going to go see Justice League just because they're going to tie in like part of the Batman theme. Like I don't think I don't think that's pulling on the nostalgia strings as much as other things have done. No, I mean obviously Justice League, people are gonna see Justice League because they want to see Justice yeah. League. It's gonna be a big movie. I'm I think it's it. a fun like oh this is like like if you have been a longtime Batman fan and you know this theme because you love 89 Batman, I think it's a fun like little like fan service y kind of thing. But then but does it become an anachron an, does it become an element that is out of place? Anachronism? Why I can I say that word? I don't you know, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, for instance, uh, I hearken I, I this back to Skyfall, right? Okay. Skyfall, of course, being the third in the Daniel Craig Bond series. Yes. They started off with Casino Royale. They went into Quantum of Solace that we won't talk about. Then they go to Skyfall. Everyone mm -hmm. loves Skyfall because oh, they started bringing sucks. all those elements in from the older Bond movies. My problem with it was they were out of place because... This was supposed to be a reimagining of the Bond series. Those elements weren't supposed to have existed in it. So when they when they went back and they saw the old car that had the fucking headlights that turned down or had the, the machine guns in the front, I was like, 
where did this come from? We have not set this up. This universe is not supposed to exist. It therefore feels out of place to me. Yeah. This is hard because like I'm not like a huge Bond fan. No, no, so I, I don't just have, you like, don't need to worry about that. I'm just saying if you hear the 1989 Batman theme in a new Batman that's not that Batman, is it going to be weird for people? Is it going to stick think, out like a sore thumb? I think if they play around with it and it's not the direct theme and they tie it into something where you hear like a few notes here and there or it's like tooled with a that's little bit. That's what he's hinting at, by the way. He's hinting at when he, when he was talking about the Superman theme. He was like, we're going to just screw with it a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I, if I heard, I'd be like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And I think it's like a matter of like not overusing it and using, and I think Danny Elfman is like brilliant and I think that he'll do it in a tasteful way that's not like every time you see Batman on the screen you hear this. Right. And it's like really nailing that home but I think in choice scenes in it that I imagine will be in this movie, like I think that'll be really cool. I'm excited about it. I'm all for it. I know it's, uh, it's going to probably stick out like a sore thumb but you know what? At this point, with uh, the Justice League movies, let's just try something. Let's try some other stuff. How about that? We'll see. We'll throw it at the wall and see what sticks. I I have tempered expectations for this. Well, don't. And I'm hoping. I think that's what's hard is like Wonder Woman. Kind of like, oh man, I like this. I'm kind of into it. And I feel like that bumped up my that bumped up my expectations, and I'm trying to like rope them back in. For Justice League, but Jason Momoa, man, you you loved this Jason Momoa love guy. Love Jason Momoa. You love him. I know, He's so uh, beautiful. It is. Did you? I feel like every time I'm on here, I talk about that video where he just like fucking throws an axe and then chugs a beer and is like, "What up?" I'm like, "Damn, that was real hot." He's such a dude, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's such a dude, bro. But I'm like kind of into it. Well, good for you. Good for you. Uh, you know what I'm into? What are you into? Tips. Tips. Tips and cheers, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of day. If you've uh, tipped us at the $5 above level or given us above 500 cheers. Yep. Is that how that sounds? Yeah. Uh, we will read your comment. Thank you so much for doing that. We love the support. The chat so, right now. Who doesn't love Jason Momoa? Thank you. I I, I, I don't like Jason Momoa that much. No. I just have never, like, I've never seen him and been like, I'm really inspired by this guy's acting ability, right? He well, was Cal Drogo in a season and then he died. So whatever. Spoilers. And then I didn't see this, the... The Hercules movie that he did. No. Um, I don't now really know. As, as Aquaman, I'm like, I just don't, I don't know. Here's the thing. He hasn't, I don't think he, that hasn't he's, he hasn't, like, blown me away yet. I don't think he's, like, a phenomenal, like, actor in the things that I've seen him I in. put him in the same category as, like, a Vin Diesel, where it's like, yeah. you're going to make fun movies. But here's the thing. I also feel like the Aquaman character, probably not that far removed from Jason Momoa. Yeah, so I feel like he'll probably be able to nail that pretty well. So you feel like the day one, uh, Zack Snyder's like, listen, Jason, here's what my, here's the inspiration. Yeah. You are a king mm-hmm. of a kingdom. Mm-hmm. You have royal blood. Mm-hmm. You need to have an heir of royalty to you. And he was like, all right, man. Listen, and I have a different like, direction. Yeah, and Zack Snyder's like, um, okay, let's let's try this. Let's try the script real quick. Your first <laughs> line is, uh, I will stop you, evildoer. And he goes, hang loose, bro. <laughs> and Zack Snyder goes, I give up. You yeah. just play the role hard. You do you whatever you want to do. And you we'll just play a surf bum, who, like a yeah. reject from fucking Point Break. And that'll oh. be good. Jason Momoa in a Point Break? I know they well, already just made stop them. imagining Jason Momoa and everything. Let's read some tips real quick. <laughs> Sub Zero One 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 Five says, "Nick, I got free, uh, I got free and advanced screening passes for Daddy's Home too. I did what any person would do: <sighs> deleted the email, the snapped my phone in half, and threw it into the Long Island Sound. <laughs> or you could have you could have given those to someone who appreciates fine cinema. 
Have you seen the poster of Daddy's Home too? No, but I watched the commercial and I was at my parents' house this week. My mom was like, this looks great. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Mrs. Takagami, you got great, you got great taste. Great taste. You like this guy, you like Daddy's Home too? Boom, you're a winner. Yeah. Lakers shed. Lakers like head, uh, 2432 says, hey, I know, but I like to give him shit because he's not a Warriors fan. Remember, West Coast, West Coast. Wait, am I, did I just make fun of myself? Yes, you did, 100%. <laughs> I did just make fun of myself. <laughs> Lakers head, 2432 says, hey, Nick and Joey, hope all is well. The reason for my tip is to ask you what I can do to earn Cool Greg's respect. On the Monday show, I oh, learned that apparently man. Cool Greg doesn't respect me. Thanks. I'll tell you what you have to do. You have to be a diehard fan of the Warriors, and you have to have been that since birth. If you want to learn his respect, or you have to you have to share his love of the top five hip hop artists, which are Jay Z. <laughs> Who else? Jay Z's number one. Who else was yours? No, I can't remember. Uh, not is Lil Uzi Vert on there somewhere? <laughs> I don't know that. I can't remember. I can't remember. Go to Cool Greg's uh, Twitter bio, and you can find his uh, top five uh, people. Maybe you can start. I, it was one of your tweets. Mr. Yasman 300 has given us another tip and says, Nick, a new Daddy's Home 2 trailer got released. Here's the link if you want to see it. I will watch that in the privacy of my own office uh, because no one around me respects fine cinema. You don't have an office. That's 100% so true. true. I have a small desk. It is right by Greg, and I have to stare at his stupid trophies the entire time. Joey. Yes. Would you like to uh, take care of P.S. I Love This Best Friend XOXO? Oh, sure. Let me see if I have that open. And guess what I do? Yay. Sorry, I threw a curveball there. No, you knocked you're totally it out of the fucking park. P.S. I love this best friend, XOXO. Nick? What is that? Well, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> it's your opportunity to nominate someone in our community you feel is just being an outstanding human being. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash best friend, fill out that form, and we will give we will randomly pick one person and give them a little shout out on this here morning show. Just like. Scoptimus7 is shouting out Mad Ludwig 11 aka Eric. Many a year ago, Eric first introduced me to IGN, Greg, and subsequently you guys. Sorry. Now, what? I'm just saying, apologize. Oh. <laughs> now, many years later, we love being part of this community. This past weekend, he proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Liz, and now they're engaged. Yay! So I thought I would send them some hashtag sweet nasty love on our favorite daily show. Congratulations, Yay. Eric and Liz, on your engagement in... Pending nuptials. I'll tell you one thing right now. Didn't expect to like being married. Love it. Five years in, <laughs> I would hope so. It's really grown on me. Kevin, Eric how do you feel Liz, about being married? It's pretty dope. Pretty dope. I get to stay with my wife all the time. That's cool. It's very true. It's weird. Have you adjusted to it yet? Because uh, you have to adjust to saying fiance. Oh, and yeah. And then you have to adjust to And that's weird because that's such a small, usually amount excited. of time compared to the other. I was excited how small that was. We got married, we got engaged, and then we, we had a long engagement, about a year. And Mine was a year and a half. Yeah. Oh. So I have my fiancé and my fiancé. I think it's fiancé. cool. And then I have my wife. And then you have to remember how many E's goes on which version of fiancé and where yeah, the Yeah, I never bothered. Are I there not the versions? Like, is there a reason for the versions? One's like the male version. Get the And one's the female out. version. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's double E f- female version? Yeah. Uh, French man. I think there's an accent somewhere in there. On the first E. Yeah, on the first E. French well, man. now that we've established the ground rules for that, let's go into the next <laughs> segment, which is the giveaway. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, each and every day, we reach into our little grab bag of game codes that people are nice enough to give us, and we give one of them back to the community. How do you win? Well, there's four different ways. One, this is a live show. 
We do this show every day on twitch.tv slash Games. Why are there so many flies in here? Because we keep the door open. Pacific it's Standard hot. Time, West Coast, Holy. Best Coast. Uh, all you have to do is be in the chat, and you're automatically entered to win. You can just be there, hanging out, be like, Nick's a great guy, Nick's a scumbag, it doesn't matter. Um, or if you want to amplify your chances to win, you can be a Twitch subscriber. If you have Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch Prime subscription each and every month. you got to renew that thing. It's a pain in the ass. Amazon will eventually give in. We're fighting the good fight, and they'll automate it. Probably not. Because uh, they want us to keep reminding you guys to, to get Amazon Prime. Um, but for those of you that remember to do it every month, we really appreciate that. It really does work. If you don't want to give it to us, make sure you go on and give it to someone. Don't be me. Don't be a lazy a-hole. Go give it to someone. I'm not lazy. I'm running a company. It's just, no, you're you know, lazy. Just I am lazy. Just do it. I just do it. Do, do it. it. There's do three. It. There's two other ways. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny or patreon.com slash games. Support us at the $2 above level. You get all the perks of the $1 and above level, which, or excuse me, $1 level, which is you get early access to all of our content, including Cooking with Greggy, which I believe the last episode went, is up on Patreon right uh, now. Went up on Patreon on Monday. Right. Chorizo chicken. Ooh, or, ooh. It's spicy. Or if you're on Kind of Funny Games, you have next week's party mode available right now. And it is terrifying. This it's is one that actually made so Joey yell in the middle of the office. When she was looking through it to do some social stuff. Uh, it. Yeah, it was terrifying. So Andy showed it to me. I screamed while they were recording Gamescast. And then I was listening to Gamescast. And I heard Greg be like, uh, Joey either found spiders or Kevin touched her. Which made me laugh. There you go. There and you go. We've warned, we told Kevin I'm pretty sure her. I came in while you guys were recording that uh, the Five Nights at Freddy one. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure we all screamed at the end. I didn't even finish watching the Let's Play because I was laughing so hard. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's, it's a good really one. entertaining. It's a good one. Uh, today's giveaway, we are giving away the game Slayaway Camp on PS4, which I assume is a horror game. Yeah, it's like this uh, like puzzle horror game. It looks okay. really fun. I was watching, I was trying to figure out what it was, uh, and I actually am like super into it. Perfect for... Well, you know who else is going to be super into it? <gasps> kind of Funny Games patron, Steven Finchewski. Great, great last name. Finchewski. That's a that's like a like a character in the story mm-hmm. that like while the main characters are struggling, he's just out there partying. Just Man, I wonder what Finchevsky's up to right now. Oh, that's a good you know that's about? a good last that's name. That's a great last name. I might feel that it. for a character name one of these days. Congratulations, okay. Steven. You have won. Check your uh, if you're watching right now, check your inbox. If not, you're gonna get a surprise. You got a surprise coming your way. Speaking of Stevens, everyone's got a friend named Steve, right? <laughs> you got a friend named Steve. I got I a friend, friend named Steve. Steve. You probably got a friend named Steve too. Tell him we were talking about him on the morning show today. Tell him he's come over here. The Steve 9X says he said my first name. <laughs> there you go. Steve, go tell your other friend named Steve that we were talking about all Steves. Yeah. This is an all-inclusive, all-welcoming Steve party mm-hmm. here on the morning show. So if you have a friend that wants to watch that, uh, that's, we were talk- just tell him we we're talking about him. I've run this joke into the ground. I'm going to stop talking now. We're going to go into the old three and three. We'll take three questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, or compliments from the chat, and then we'll go to the golden few the chosen few, the golden children, the subscribers. We love you guys the most. We love everyone, but you guys are our favorite children. Um, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Damn you, Steve, you won. Says Leo the Collector. Glitch Box also says I'm a Steven. Well, wow, there's a lot of Stevens. We have a lot of Stevens. A lot of Stevens. Is everyone named Steven? Is this today? <coughs> is, is it Steven Day? Aaron Roots 427 just says Steve Zaragoza. He's pretty, I like him. He's you like him. Steve Zaragoza? Yeah, he's a cool guy. I've met him a couple times. Good energy. Good energy. Uh, Kyle's O. Cole says, Nick, have you ever watched the UFC uh, embedded vlogs they upload to YouTube? Has awesome insight on fights during the fight week. I have not. I'll check them out. Thank you for that. 
Uh, Mark the Designer says, have you heard of Stranger Things? It's this new show on Netflix. No, never heard of it, although I'm excited. Did because you finish? It's date night tonight, and I get to watch the last two episodes. Oh, that'll life. be fun. So we're excited. We're gonna work that out. Yesterday she texted me, she's like, you don't happen to have a bowl of candy at your office, do you? And I'm like, I do. Why? She's like, ooh, don't bring any about. <laughs> We've been what about Oreos? No, Oreo, we OD'd on Oreos the other day. Really? Yeah, we went out and got a package of golden Oreos, and they were oh. stale. Oh. But we ate them anyway. Oh. And oh, by the way, when Oreos man. go stale, they don't go crispy. They go chewy. And it's disgusting. But we ate them. They go soft. They go soft. D-Danger10 says, Joey, how was your Halloween night? It was really great. Went to the Foundry, which mm-hmm. we've done some events at before. Mm-hmm. Watched Alana and Grimecraft spin some tunes. Who was better? Played some Mario Kart. Um, Alana played Benny Benassi, which I liked. I don't even actually, I don't think we even made it to Grimecraft set, to be totally honest. Mm. Before the alcohol kicked in? No, before we left, um, a few of us went and got food and hung out and argued about Harry Potter. So, all in all, pretty good night. What's there to argue about? It's great. Uh, We were arguing whether or not the Horcruxes were something that J.K. Rowling knew that she was going to and like write about in the first book. Alana and I said yes, Marty said no. So we had that debate. Interesting, interesting, because the, obviously the first, the Philosopher's Stone is a Horcrux, right? Yeah. And so I wonder if she had them. I, I would bet that she just kind of was like, I'm going to flush, flush that out a little bit. The Philosopher's Stone isn't a Horcrux, is it? I think it was, wasn't it? I'm pretty no. sure it is. That was the Resurrection Stone uh-huh. in the ring. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the Professor was a Horcrux. Professor? No. No, Harry's a Horcrux. No, no, he was just a like little fucking scary ghost. But he was part of the Professor. I thought there was a Horcrux in no, no, no. that he, first one. The Professor was just, had like given his body to be like a host to this like what was left I of the spirit. I read Harry Potter. I know, that was the, the thing we decided is like, we need to go back and read Harry the Potter, only, we need to go back and watch all the movies. The only debatable thing in Harry Potter. Is which one's best? No. Hufflepuff that's, sucks. No, no, I'm talking about like book and movie, which First one's off, better. Book, uh, uh, Prisoner say, of Azkaban. If you don't say Goblet of Fire, I'm going to be so mad. Goblet of Fire is by far the best book. God damn it, Joey. It's so good. That's such a Hufflepuff thing to say. I'm not a Hufflepuff. That is such a fucking Hufflepuff, I'm not a Hufflepuff. thing to say. Oh, Joey, don't get mad. He's a fucking squib. <sighs> this is true. He wouldn't um, even get I am Ravenclaw through and through. I don't even want to be Ravenclaw. I'm so Ravenclaw. That's how that's cool. Not a Ravenclaw that's how Ravenclaw thing. thing it is. No, it's not. Ravenclaw is just totally detached from everything. I don't even want to be a part of this. I'm Ravenclaw. I want to be Gryffindor. You're not Gryffindor. That's what it is. Yeah, everyone yeah. is. But you're Ravenclaw also, aren't you? Yeah. Nick, not everybody can be Gryffindor. It's not a big deal. Kevin cheated it. Kevin Kevin's says that fucking, because he's a Hufflepuff. By the way, Kevin is a fucking Slytherin, if I've ever seen a Slytherin uh, in my entire that life. That is a filthy whore's lie. Kevin is a Slytherin. Cool Greg is a Slytherin. Tim is a Slytherin. They all yeah. come from Slytherin. They're a long I lineage I think Andy is too. Andy is a fucking... Motherfucking Hufflepuff. No. Oh, uh, yes. Andy's like super skinny in a different, no. in a more low-key way. Andy's like, hey guys, I just want everyone to be happy. We're all inclusive. Here, have some of my Cheerios that are tainted with my He's horrible never, illness. Andy never offers Cheerios. Also everyone just Mark goes Wahlberg. in and grabs Cheerios from Andy and he Andy's just doesn't say anything. also Mark Wahlberg. Andy is the physical embodiment of Mark Wahlberg as well. Greg, oh, Greg's an interesting one. Greg's, Greg's definitely Gryffindor. Gryffindor. I would say he's Slytherin. No, no way. He's no a way. bully. He's a cyber bully. He's not a bully. No, he's like Superman. I will put Greg Gryffindor. Who else works in this office? Andrea. She's probably Gryffindor too. Yeah, Andrea's badass. She's yeah. definitely Gryffindor. She's the Gryffindor Ravenclaw. Gary, Gary would have walked by. Do you want to rank? Put him in the house? I don't know would Gary I? well enough. Gary probably would be Ravenclaw as well. If I had Gary to guess, I don't know Gary as, that well, Gary but he strikes, strikes me as a Ravenclaw. He strikes right. me as a Ravenclaw. He You're definitely right. strikes me as a Ravenclaw. 
Um, no, I was going to say the only, oh, first off, book, the best book, Prisoner of Azkaban. No, second the best off, book is Goblet of Fire. Second, no, it's, I'm the keeper of six things. Okay. <laughs> Number six, which is the best Harry Potter book? Number seven, what is the only thing I would go back and change by Harry Potter? Hmm. Harry belongs with Hermione. I don't argue that. Hermione. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind would put Harry with Ginny. Okay. Yeah. She's super cute. Don't get me wrong. And she does have that, hey, it's my best friend's little sister kind of thing. Oh, yeah. God. We've all been there. No. Right? We have. Well, dude, when I was in high school, I hooked mm-hmm. up with my best friend's little sister. Oh, and it man. was hot. No. H-A-W-T. Stop. I don't have any siblings. Well, I, was like, I was like 16. But I feel like I, like, I would be weirded out by I think I was 17. She was like 15. So it was, it was, on, the, it was on the level. It wasn't like anything was crazy. But we only yeah. made out a little bit because I was like, oh, you know, I didn't have sex until I was 21. I waited because abstinence is right, right, is right students. What's the saying? <laughs> I the, only, don't know. the only best no, way. No, you nailed that. The only best way is no way. God, I was a late bloomer. <laughs> I was such a fucking nerd. No, but I do remember making out with my best friend's little sister. It was, it was like, ooh, we're sneaking around something his about back. Ta- being, some things about being it taboo. It was very taboo. And then he found out about it. And he was like, whatever. And I was like, well, that doesn't make it. That's not sexy it's anymore. It's like if you don't, if you're not against this, and that's like half the fun. Yeah, it was bad. But it also, it was one of those situations. It just was like that. We came together. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna get into that. Long story short, Harry belongs with Hermione. We're in subscriber only okay. mode now. I'm okay with that. Let's talk to the chosen few. Remember, if you want to be a subscriber, Amazon Prime is your best bet, or you can give us your hard-earned money. This is also true. Heading uh, to SF for the first time in December for work. Anything I absolutely have to see, given I don't have too much time outside of work to see the city. By Strike 14? Hmm. I feel like you have to see the Golden Gate Bridge. I feel like that's like a San Francisco staple. So I wouldn't like bike ride it or walk it. That's going to take way too much time. I feel like you just need a good vista point so you can take cool pictures in front of it. That's fair. Is there fair. a restaurant that That's has fair. a view of it that you can go to eat at? Knock out two stones. I'm sure there are, but I don't feel but like I ever... Top of my hand. Maybe a bar? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't feel like I don't ever go mm-hmm. that far north. No one ever does. Let's see what people are saying here. Um, JR18 says, Nick, GSP or BizBang? GSP all the way. I have no uh, idea what you just said. GFC thing, don't worry yeah, about it. Wrestling thing. <laughs> uh, Harry and Luna forever. Are you out of your fucking mind? Oh, someone else was like, I don't know about Harry and Hermione, but Hermione and Ron is totally right. It's no, it's no, it's not. It doesn't make it, it. Ron's a fuck up the entire time, and Hermione's like, I'm hanging out with Harry, who's clearly a guy that's got a lot of shit going for him. Ron's just gonna go run a joke shop. No, yeah. Harry's a fucking leader of the Or. He's probably gonna be Ministry of Magic at some point. You know, Hermione's Ministry of Magic, they're on the same level. They would have yeah. been a power couple. Their kids would have been amazing. They would have done great things, great terrible things, as they say in the books. Mm-hmm. Ron and Hermione, it's like, mm-hmm. can't find my ass from holy ground, Ron. Cool Greg's just shaking his fucking head. He's like, bro, <laughs> this is canon. You're messing with my life. You're messing with my life. Michelle496 says, Joey, so your, ta- your type is tall, dark, and muscular. I mean, historically, I've been to the, like, Tall white nerdy dudes, but I don't feel like I really have a type. Oh, let's take one more and then we'll round this out just right at the 12 o'clock hour. Come on, people. Questions. Oh, Panzer2 says, Nick, did you watch Sugar Pine 7's The Woods? Do you like it, and would you guys ever consider doing your own shorts? Uh, we talk about doing shorts all the time. I've always wanted to do a horror short. Uh, yeah. I did not watch The Woods yet. 
Uh, we have been promoting that, obviously, because we love those guys. We met them down at the Let's Play reunion. They're really good guys. But one of the reasons why I'm protesting the film is that they didn't ask me to be in it. Oh. Did they know who I was before they made the film? Probably not. No. No, they definitely I watched did. It. We met them. Remember? Oh, that's right. We did. Because they weren't shooting it yet. Sim so totally knows who you are. They did. And yeah. I don't think they... Uh, I know, it's Kim. Joey. It's a joke. Um, it's not a good one. Yeah, they didn't ask me to be in it, so... I mean, they got Elliot Morgan. He I is the better, it. taller version of... Actually, he's the better, taller version of Anthony Carboni, who is the better, like, better version of me. I don't know. I feel like Anthony Carboni... I feel like... You think Anthony's better than Elliot Morgan? Yeah. Well, Bold. I don't know about that. Bold Sorry. shots fired. Ladies. I've also never met Elliot Morgan. Also, I watched The Woods yesterday before working. It was, was really it okay? good. It was really good. I liked it. That's exciting. It's on YouTube now. No, not I just know. Rooster Teeth First. I know. Woo! Go watch that right now while you're doing that. Uh, you know, you have about probably five minutes before the next show. Why don't you go watch The Woods real quick, but stick around because Greg and Gary... Witta are coming back with Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're very excited about that. Joey, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on. It's always fun always when we get fun. to hang out and I know. chat. It's cool. We chat about like, like good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Films and sexual harassment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lighthearted topic. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow on The Cleanse, but uh, everyone stay tuned. Greg and Gary are up next. Thanks so much. Love you. I'll be back to read subscribers in a second. <laughs>